Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good morning. Good Saturday morning. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. This is interactive call-in show for uh, you to call in, ask your questions, and uh, we'll give you the top two or three answers and let you know kind of what's going on. I'm Bob sitting next to me. It's Kyle as always and got a bunch of years of experience working on all kinds of cars and we've seen it one way or the other most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. A lot of cars, a lot of problems that happen with these cars. Yeah. And then we just get used to it. Yeah, then we just get used to it. And, you know, cars are complicated machines. They just, you know, they used to be simple. Yeah. Simple, simple. You know, back in the 50s, 60s. You, you know, and even needed. then we see some things come in and are like, well, why isn't this doing that? And, <laughs> and now that you got more electronics, um, you know, I just, we had a car yesterday. We had a, had a kind of somewhat failed battery on it. You know, it would work and it wouldn't work. And then. You know, we couldn't get it started, so we jump-started it, and then we couldn't get it to actually start, but it would come out of gear. And then when we got it to start, it wouldn't come out of gear. It's just back and forth, so we couldn't ah, – the electronics is what was kind of messing with it. And once we got a full battery in there, got it to a charge, then, then all, all of our problems kind of went away. But Isn't never, that kind of strange, you know, where you get a battery that's dead-shorted and, like, half the car doesn't work? They'll yeah. come in like, oh, the passenger seat doesn't work sometimes, and then the, this headlight just, uh, there's something weird, and then, you know, you do your preliminary checks, and you're like, well, let's, yeah. let's start with what we know is bad, and you put a battery in there and everything works fine, you're sitting yeah. there trying to, and you've convinced yourself it's an intermittent problem, and now you're trying to run the seat back and forth 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we got it started, couldn't get it out of gear, but it's electronic gear shift. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's just depending on that, and you got to have X amount of voltage to go there, and, and when it doesn't, it just... Shuts down entirely like freaks a teenage out. girl. And, <laughs> <laughs> freaks out a little bit and just doesn't know what to do. So, you know, I, the one lesson to take away from there is you got to start at step one, and step one is voltage. And uh, Start at the battery these days. Yeah, you, you can't... If you start and, and jump too quickly into the repair, you'll just... You overthink yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much where you're at. And you're down at the parts store spending money you don't need to spend, and you just have to kind of start at step one sometimes. So that's what it is. So, yeah, this this would be a good weekend uh, to get that. You know, you still got to tidy up those car repairs in the garage, um, open Mm -hmm. that hood of that uh, 65, whatever it is, and and get that done. And 
yeah. and figure it out. And maybe you're in the garage now listening to us. I mean, maybe there's a problem that you've run across that we you just, just want to talk about. You just want to talk about. Little, We're here for that too. Little, little car therapy, as it were. Yeah. Yeah, we do car therapy every day. We don't got a couch in here yet, but we're working no. on that. Yeah, yeah, we do. We got a guest couch. We'll guest get couch. we'll get that soon. Sit down, lean back, tell me about the car. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna got a call already. We're gonna head over to Judy with a 2010 Dodge Ram. Uh, Judy, what's going on today? Hey, um, we have a 2010 Dodge Ram that has a mind of its own. It will. Um, we don't touch the keys. We don't. You know. We don't have the key fob in hand. It's just hanging up um, on the wall, but it will just automatically unlock. Even though we may lock it, then maybe a couple hours later it unlocks itself, and the windows will roll down just out of the blue. So we don't know. We have taken the, the battery out of the key fob, and we've also, like, taken the actual battery out of the truck and let it sit for 30 minutes and then put it back in, but it's, it still does does it. We thought maybe it might reset itself, but it's, uh, everybody tells us our truck is possessed, so I don't know. We don't know what it could actually be. We haven't taken it anywhere to look at yet. Sure. Yeah, sounds like you need a priest a little bit. So. Well, we do that as well. <laughs> we could do that as well. Um, yeah, so You've covered the bases. Yeah, do you You've have, done the easy things. Do you have two remotes or one? Uh, we have two, but one is doesn't work. Yeah, okay. only one works. Let's start there. So, I mean, all these things you're saying, the unlock, the windows rolling down, those are on a courtesy circuit. And, I mean, as we've seen in the past, you can program your key fob to roll your windows down. If that thing's going haywire or something inside it's maybe working, maybe not. I mean, we need to rule that out. Yeah, maybe take the other one you don't work and then make sure the battery is completely out of that. Out of it, away from the car, at least 10 feet. Yep, yep. Um, get it out of radio range. That way um, we, we can eliminate. And this is going to be a process of elimination, just like sure. what you're thinking. And uh, you have a good thought on you don't necessarily have to take the battery out, but you got to take both battery cables off and then hold them together for about five minutes. And that allows everything to kind of power down and shut down. I just zip tie them together. Then you can walk away. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Longs are, Go to lunch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then... Do that for five or ten minutes, and what that's down, doing is powering down all of the. Uh, Your factory reset. You're right. It's a factory reset, and um, then if it and then if it mm-hmm. happens again, Kyle, I would imagine that there's probably some sort of body control codes that are probably mm-hmm. being set somehow. Sure. Or you got a body control module because that's what's kind of controlling everything on the inside of the car. With Dodge, I want to take a really good look at that underhood fuse block. Mm-hmm. That would be the direction that I take with it, but you know, I want to first get in there. You know, you've done the, you've disconnected the battery. Essentially, you've kind of started this process. The first thing that I would do if this showed up in my bay is plug a scanner into it. I want to scan every single module that this vehicle has. I want to know what's happening, what's not. Is this thing losing communication, and this is its default? Yep. Things like that are what we're gonna do. So does the battery have any kind of corrosion around the, the cables or around the connections that it's there? Nope, it's clean. Is it? Okay. Okay. Um, and it seems to start okay. You don't have any other issues besides that? No. Okay. 
So we're, we're probably going to head back to just what Kyle was talking about. It's 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 going to have if it's losing communication between modules, has a pin somewhere in a in a harness or a computer that's green or something like that. Corrosion, it'll cause connection, non-connection, and default is is what it's going to go down to. So wait till it happens again, and then you might you're going to have to probably take it in. You can do some of the basic things, but you can't get do a deep dive, and a deep dive is probably where you're going to have to go. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, try that and let us know. And if there's anything else we can help, give us a call. We appreciate the call, Judy. So, yeah, it's as we were just talking before. All that for that call, there's just so much electronics going on yeah. that um, you got a bad terminal, bent terminal, um, just a little bit of a corrosion on a terminal. It causes um, what you would think are big problems. Yeah. And you get down to it, and, I mean, you're just a little bit of cleaner and, you know, pulling a pin out of a connector and right back in you go. And and one of the things that Chrysler has always had a problem with, and or Jeep or Dodge, or, is that the, the black arcing corrosion it has in between the battery post and the cable itself, it turns black on the inside there, and, and it just turns to the point where it doesn't make very good connection. So you really need to get something out of there. Dodge is... <laughs> It's they're the shining light. Like whenever you think, yeah, oh, yeah, that's not an issue. I mean, my Ford always does fine, and those things have been black for years. Well, sure, yeah, it, you put that battery in a Dodge, and you're done. It does. It just it does might not, not even work. Start. Yeah, make sure those cables are <laughs> super clean. Even though they look clean, make sure you get down to bare metal on both sides. Yeah, I've seen Toyota Camrys come in. It looks like a growth. It's sitting about two, three feet off of the. Oh yeah, two three inches. Excuse me, two three inches off the top of and the battery. You put a cable. wire brush on it, the terminal just breaks off altogether. And but the got, thing ran and drove in here just yeah. fine, no issues. Cutting, just wanted a regular oil change, yeah. and now we're into yeah. Now we're into battery cables because it, <laughs> it just barely touched it, and it was running fine. So yeah, it, different manufacturers have different deals. So I don't know. And I've tried to figure that out, you know. And they all got the same size connectors, same wire, same size pins. You know, I, I don't know. It's it's, um, it's electronics, and it's just it's yeah. just the engineering of how they have it, how they're going. It might it's, have to write another letter to the manufacturer. Positive and negative. Yeah. What more do you got? Yeah. All right, five five eight eleven ten. Some numbers to get in, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Almost in time for Valentine's Day, Papa Wheelie Records presents Love Songs for Mechanics Part Two. That means part two. I'm all out of oil. My transmission is grinding every 3,000 miles. But I still need reminding. I'm all out of oil. Get all the classics. Car registration or extra change. Or even a road map for some cool shades. It's strong and it's big and it's even got a little light. And it might just save your life. That's the power of the glove box. That's the power of the glove box. The glove box. Pop her hood and show off your gaskets with your sensitive side. I love my fender as it falls on the street. Now I need a tow. Oh. 
but not the bender, baby. <laughs> For just 200 payments of $19.99 plus your firstborn child, you'll receive the greatest love songs ever written for mechanics. Just call the number you see at the bottom of your radio right now. Or don't. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We're going to get that problem solved, get that car fixed. Winter's coming around the corner. We want to solve that problem. So we're going to head over to Joe. Joe's got a general question on a 7-3. Yeah, I, I was just kind of wondering if you guys had heard, you know, anything good or bad. The 7.3-liter Ford Godzilla engine's only been out a couple years. Um, I've got a family member that is interested in looking at some uh, Class C motorhomes, and it seems like most of those utilize that uh, 7.3 Ford engine. Mm-hmm. And I was just curious if you know if you have have you heard good things or bad things about the reliability of those or anything to look out for. You know, really haven't heard too much anything that's bad anything. for them. They really haven't been you know out there all that much, but. You know, they're just kind of a reworked 6.8, you know, yeah. kind of like a V10 kind of thing. But uh, Ford's generally had pretty good luck with their diesels. I mean, they've had some standout problems, but every manufacturer has their quirks and their, here, this is an issue, this isn't an issue on this engine. I mean, they're going to have that. But. They put a lot of the technology that, that they came out with the, the 5.0 Coyote that they had sure. problems with ignition coils and plugs and you know all that stuff that looks it sounds like they fixed a lot of that particular problem you just don't have that much that particular motor will burn up spark plugs a little a little faster than it used to mm-hmm. and i think that's because they probably upped the coil size so the coils wouldn't fail all the time but that's easy you know i mean not so much in a motorhome but yeah <laughs> But they have sure. fixed a lot of the problems that are there. And, yeah, if you either get gas or you get diesel, but, you know, gas is, no matter what you get in that motorhome, it's just going to be jam-packed in there. Um, sure. So no, not I, easy to work on. No. Not in that base. And that's kind of what they're what they're shooting for is that particular big truck motorhome market that's, that's so big and somebody's got to fill it one way or the other. So, no, I wouldn't, gotcha. you know, do your due diligence as far as looking on, you know, certain sites and see what they have. But you're right, Kyle is is right. It's going to have problems here, problems there. What you're trying to figure out is whether it's got huge problems. And I Yeah, really, are we going to be putting an engine in this thing? Do the yeah. blocks crack? Do they have cylinder head issues? All those big, expensive repairs because, I mean, we can replace a spark plug. We can replace a glow plug. Yeah. You know, it needs a fuel line here and there i mean cool yeah those are fun problems but i mean is the motor gonna fail yeah not that we're seeing yeah okay ford has other problems with different engines and different cars but that's that's not not the one you're talking about yeah okay all right well thank you very much you bet appreciate the call joe okay all right we're gonna head over to uh eva and she's got a 2008 saturn outlook what's going on today hello hello so the truck died, and it's got a slow crank, no start. Um, I replaced the alternator, replaced the crankshaft, crankshaft position sensor, new battery. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> hmm. So it's still slow to crank. And yep, and it will not start. Okay, so the engine's dragging over slow. Rawr, rawr, rawr. That's what you're hearing? Yep. Okay. On that particular... That's kind of that smaller SUV, isn't it? That is a, uh, no, that's like a... 3.6. Yeah, no, that's like a, tra- a Traverse. 
Traverse. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to look at the ground strap on that thing. That particular Saturn, I've seen they use a two-piece ground from the battery to the frame to the engine block. And it's kind of, it goes from the battery down to the frame underneath there, right underneath the battery tray where all that corrosion and everything sits. Yeah, because our battery's sitting mm-hmm. in the car mm-hmm. uh, behind the passenger seat on the in the floor is what he's talking about. So it's it's got to right. go down, grand the vehicle, then it's got to go forward to to get to the to the starter mm-hmm. and okay i've seen a lot of issues with the grounds on these i mean if it's cranking over slow you got three potential problems your engine's causing a lot of drag mm-hmm. you've got a bad power to your starter you got a bad starter you got a bad ground something like that <clears throat> so you got a new battery we can rule out that so i would guess that you got great voltage to your starter the starter's drawing too many amps or it doesn't have enough ground to feed it do, do you think okay. there's do you think there's not enough cranking? Because I mean, you have to have a certain amount of cranking RPM in order to get a, a car started over anymore nowadays. Do, do you think? It's, um, I think it's got enough crank. I, I'm wondering about like the coil packs or the spark plugs because there's a pretty bad oil leak on it. Well, we, we got to go back to basics before we change some of the other stuff. We got to go to air, fuel, and spark. We know we got air. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to find out whether we got fuel. Um, you know, there's usually a port up there somewhere where you can you know. Check that to see if you've got fuel, and then you can pull a, a coil to see if you've got spark. Um, but those are the three basics, and then you kind of head on out from there. Air, fuel, spark, um, injector pulse, timing. I mean, you're getting down the, the compression, mm-hmm. those kind of things. But we got to move on the first three. Last time it was running, how good was it running? It was running pretty decent. It was a little laggy, but that was about it. Okay. And a and little bit little bit laggy could be the fact that it was low on oil or have a problem with the timing chain. But sure. usually that's going to spin over really quick if we've got a timing chain that's jumped. It's going to sound like it has – it's just going to go really fast. And I, that's not really what your case is. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's also throwing a torque converter clutch solenoid stuck open. Well, that's not going to. That's going to be more of a driving down the road issue, maybe. Yeah, it, it should. Okay. It should. That not, wouldn't cause it from starting. Well, yeah. no, not unless something specifically is jammed up and locked up in the transmission, and it's not allowing it to move. Yeah. You know, but that's that's a possibility, but just not a. We don't see it. No, that's just that's a rare one. But if something was dragging and, and welded itself together inside the transmission, then you know it's obviously the torque converter's hooked to that, but. Last time you drove this thing, if that was what was happening, you'd have a transmission that was slipping. Right. To start with, you'd have a transmission that was stuck in the gear. Yep. That's you would. Yeah. You wouldn't be describing to me what you're describing. Yeah, that's why he's asking the question how it ran before. So yeah, that would be a very, very rare, if any, kind of possibility. So. Okay. Yeah, air fuel spark. Check the ground on the engine. Um, those can be kind of difficult. I mean, if you have a test light, I mean, you can hook it to positive and or hook it to ground and touch the case. If it lights up, you know you got a bad ground. Um, <clears throat> and you may need a voltmeter here too, so you know exactly what you're getting in certain spots. If you do a yes. test light on the on the back of the starter um, and say, "Yeah, I've got a light," well, that's you know, what is that light? Is that light a nine volt? Is that is that 12 mm-hmm. volts? Just what is that? And uh, a, right. vo- a voltmeter allows you to be able to put it on there and say, okay, I got full 12 volts or I've got nine. Okay. And and that's why it's slow cranking is because you have nine. So certain things the test light are good for, not in kind of where you're heading. All righty. Well, I appreciate it. 
yeah, if you got problems, any more problems, give us a call. Let us know or if we can help any other way. Okay, thank you. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right. Yeah, those are kind of – you just don't have that kind of problem with that kind of car. I mean, usually no. it'll, it cranks over really quick, really fast. So uh, voltage is – you know, it's getting to be a, a show about voltage. Hey, let's talk about it. Let's I know a lot about, about voltage. We know a lot about voltage. So, all right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. And uh, got a couple open lines for you, and we'll be back in a bit. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can help you answer that question. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. We're on Dodge. We got the car places to help you. So yeah. stop in and see us. We're going to head over to Terry. Terry's got a 11 Mazda CX-9. What's going on today? Well, I've had my car to two different shops um, this the first shop didn't do much anything. Had it for two months. Uh, mm-hmm. The second shop told me that um, it, I'm having issues with the with the braking. Um, I put in put new rotors and and calipers on it uh, several months back. I, I never drive this car, and um, at low speeds it doesn't really want to stop. I really have to jam on the brake. At higher speeds it does stop a little better. Um, so the second shop told me that I need to take it to the Mazda service center that it's maybe a brake booster issue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're trying to tell they're telling me that uh there was a service bulletin on it and that maybe mazda would take care of it uh, it's a it's a 12-year-old vehicle it's got 154,000 miles on it i can't see them paying for it sure. um so i'm wanting to get y'all's opinion on what that could be so it's a real soft pedal at really slow speeds, almost like it hits a metal block at finally. And then uh, at higher speeds, it will slow down. But once you slow down enough, it just doesn't want to stop. So it, you're losing pressure. Yeah. And this Mazda, I think, crosses over to what? Um, Mazda the, Tribute, Ford? Yeah, the Mazda Tribute, the Ford uh, Escape. Escape, the MKX, I think, is kind of on this platform, I believe. And uh, the answer is is yes. You've got a. We've run across this before on 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 ma- uh, power boosters mm-hmm. and master cylinders. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, so the, brake booster, master cylinder. Mm, well, you know your master cylinder. That all depends on what it looks like and kind of things like that. But so, what have you done so far? Anything or just diagnostic kind of? Thing? I. I I haven't done anything other than just change the rotors and the pads on it, and that was several months ago. It was having this issue before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done anything else. It has sit for. I've I've owned this car for over two years now, and I've put maybe three thousand miles on it in two years. Mm. Right. So it doesn't drive much. Certain things on on that. So Mazda and Ford had a little bit of a partnership where they they kind of cross things back and forth, and some things are more Mazda than. And, and then some things are more forward, and then some things are kind of mashed together, and they're and they're kind of using the same thing on many different platforms. Um, I know we've had this same problem with Fords for sure. We just had one a while back, and part of the problem was, and I'm going to have to check in for sure. And I, I can certainly get your your name and number, and and I know I know the name. I just got to get your number off the air, and let you know specifically if that's in that category, but. The ones that we have done in some of the Ford products, uh, we were using rebuilts and aftermarkets, and they would just keep coming back. Um, or you'd 
wouldn't get a good one, even though we'd solve the problem. So we had switched over directly to Ford on that. And when we did, um, we solved the problem. Part of the problem was trying to get the parts because a lot of things on the manufacturing side, Ford wise, uh, were just on back order and just couldn't get them. So I believe that that we're the power booster is kind of where we're at, but I just need to, you know, research that just a little bit. Yeah, I did find something online that the 2010 and 11 did have power booster issues to where Mazda actually did an extended warranty on those. Okay. If they were fixed before 15, that was such and such. If it was fixed after 15, then it was like a nine year, 72,000 mile warranty or something. Yeah, so I think if you've read up on that, and that's kind of where it's at, I just can't remember all the cars and interchange and what parts they use where on on certain models. But I do know Ford and Mazda kind of go together a little bit. So I think that's where you're heading. I really do. And if you do use it, make sure you get it from Ford. And, um, you know, if it's something like you you want us to to look at, check out, I'm more than happy to to, uh, bring it by one of the stations and let me have it for a while, and we'll get into it and let you know where we're at. Yeah, I may do that. I'm wanting to get rid of the car, and I can't get rid of it until it stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You, you, you just don't need that on your conscience, do you? No. Well, yeah, I'd be happy to get the info, and uh, I may bring it over to you. All right. Well, hang tight, Terry. We'll, uh, we'll get your number off the air here, and we'll do some investigation for you. Yeah, you know, we we have other things. Like the power booster just shouldn't be one of those things that, uh, that failed. Ever. Ever. I mean, it it just isn't one of you know, we ran into one the other day which is i think it was a toyota sienna mm-hmm. that had um it had i don't know what they decided here but um it was only a two-year car but they had kind of double master cylinders that that fit on a you know mm-hmm. a power booster and you pulled one off and there was a there was the master cylinder and then you looked a little deeper and there was another one looked exactly like it almost looked like a big spacer yeah. that was in there the CO had failed on the second one and was pouring fuel, fluid into the, uh, the power booster. Yeah. And these things are ma- were massively expensive. You know, they were $1,500 repair. And uh, we we got a used one for, saved her a fair amount of money, but it was only two years. And then Toyota said, uh, Probably know, not do that again. Let's not do that. <laughs> and Certain we, things like that. I mean, why do we need to, I mean, we've, I mean, yeah, we started with a single bowl juice breaks. Yeah. And, you know, that had its safety issues, of yeah. course. So we went to double. And that worked for 50 years. And it still does. Still it, does. It, I, I don't, I Still think using it today. Somebody, Let's rethink this again. Uh, yeah. And, and we'll give that a shot. <clears throat> I think one engineer retired, and I think the other one took over. And, uh, I think it was the guy that retired. Just, all right, we're going to draw this up real quick. <laughs> Clock right out. <laughs> Point and click send. <laughs> I got to go. Mass production. This was a, uh, what do they call that, a 4.30 Friday afternoon yeah. engineering problem. And, yeah, uh, and he's walking out the office. You'll thank me later. You'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we thank him a lot. <laughs> we, there's a lot of engineers we'd like to get their numbers. And a lot of engineers we'd like to say, wow. Yeah. You were, you were thinking, yeah, you thanks. were th- you made a problem just a hundred and eighty percent and turn around and and you made it great and it's uh but you know, you're not gonna have a success a hundred percent of the time. So never met an engineer. I met a lot of people, but not an engineer. Yeah, for, maybe yeah. I gotta hang around Detroit or places like that. Maybe that's where they're at. They, they just don't have name tags, Kyle. You you'll be able to see them. 
There's a lot of them out there. Sure. Yeah. All right. We're going over to Rex. <laughs> Rex has got a 2016 Ford Escape. Rex, what's going on? All right, picking on them engineers, huh? No, I, no. I can't imagine that. <laughs> Sometimes they're on well, the Well, they don't make it. They, they build, the, build everything and then put everything around it, don't they? Well, it's, you, a good, it's a good plan when they make it. you got to have a planned obsolescence. I get it. That goes that for everything, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, 16 Escape, it's not showing any codes, but at stoplights, it just starts shaking real hard. And when she starts to drive away, it dies. But it, it start back up. But it's sitting real handy. She loses during her break. So. Right. Um, so it, we think it's misfiring is kind of what we're thinking? No, no check engine light, though. So, I mean, dying at a stoplight, I mean, you've got two things happening. You've got a low idle issue. Right. You've got a VVT issue. Could be misfiring. Could be misfiring, but it would have to be misfiring pretty bad to get it to die. You're talking more than one cylinder. And that would generally be pretty apparent off idle. It is kind of erratic. It doesn't do it all the time. Is it full of oil? Yeah. Okay. Intake boot that goes uh, from the mass airflow sensor over to the engine engine throttle uh, engine throttle body. That can certainly make a if it's ripped and it's sitting idle still. It's kind of accordion together as you take off. It could pull apart, cause a lot of massive air to come through, mm-hmm. bypassing the mass airflow sensor, causing that. So that that's another place to look. And that may not set a light. That may not set a light. Yeah, not yet. At some point it will because it may go back together quick enough. Fords are great for having issues and not setting a light for mm-hmm. two, 3,000 miles. Um, You're going to have to kind of start with the basics. Do a visual check of those boots, uh, the hoses, you know, PCV valves, see if there's anything broke. You know, it's plastic and rubber anymore. Yeah. Get your throttle body off. Make sure that's clean. Yeah, 16. Let's see, 16. I'm trying to think. Four-cylinder V6. One point. I think they're one point six. I forget. I think they're all four cylinders in that era. That EcoBoost. Yeah, EcoBoost. It is. It is. And you know, I hate to tell you, these things are (laughs) not the best car in the world. Well, I mean, we've had we had escape before this. This was indestructible. Body fell apart. Different. I mean, it had so many miles on it. That EcoBoost engine changed so. the game for Escape. Yeah. The only difference between those two cars was the name, Escape. That was it. Otherwise, it's been totally, oh, re- wow. it's been totally redone. Oh. and uh, it yeah. got, Not in a good way. No, it got made of a mess of the, the second round. But the first round was a good car. It really was. Yeah. You're right. The body fell yeah. off around it before the, the, the car quit running. But, uh, no, the, the newer ones are not. So, well, yeah. and, and still back to where you're at, you just need to check the – you already checked the oil. We just need to check the, the, the hoses, and if it is misfiring, we, we need to isolate down that what that is. Well, would it show a code if it's misfiring? It should, but it doesn't always yeah. it doesn't Not always kick cool. on a yeah, check might, engine light. Yeah, it's a misfiring when they check it. So, so well. you're talking the hoses on the intake, I guess. Yeah. I'm a farmer, so you have to talk kind of black and white. Yeah. Uh, intakes, okay. yeah, yeah. hoses on the intake. From air filter to your engine. Right, right. And you could do a little bit of old school. You could, un, you know, pull the coils up a little bit and see if you've got one that's, you know, causes a car to die more or 
or you pull okay. up number three, for example, and it makes no difference in how it runs at all. I mean, that, that tells you you got a problem in number three, for example. I mean, you could kind of go back old school a little bit, just like you did on the old old stuff. Okay. Otherwise, there, yes, there may be codes in the computer. It's not kicking the check engine light, but it's on. It's deeper than what just a handheld scanner can get to it. A, a garage may need to get a little deeper into that and say, okay, I, I see what's yeah. going on here. Okay. And you were talking about Ford parts. You know, that I found out that a lot of times there isn't a lot of price difference between them and aftermarket anymore. No. A lot of stuff. No, there's not. You're right. It's. You really got to price that stuff anymore. Yeah, you're right. But Sometimes a, you'll look up aftermarket stuff, then call a dealer and get a better deal at the dealer on the manufacturer. Yeah, the, the problem now is yeah. a, is the supply chain. So yeah, I uh, mean, that's with everything. It's ridiculous. Well, there there are some things yeah. we've ordered from Ford. It's just you know it's um, it's just not available. You know, I, I yeah, call and 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 no release date. So you have to go through the aftermarket. It seems like the aftermarket has more parts out there available in the supply chain than, than what they do. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, you do the same. All right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We've got a few more, a little bit more time to get in to get your call. We'll be back in a minute. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us. We're going to go over to Ray. Ray's got a 2017 Subaru Outback. Ray, what's going on today? I got an issue where it comes uh, when I'm driving along, periodically it'll make a squealing noise, like kind of like an alternator belt slipping. And uh, the RPMs would jump up about 1,000 RPMs. It doesn't really make a big difference driving. or It doesn't feel like the speed changes, but it'll make that squealing sound for about a couple seconds and stop. Um, and it's been doing that for a couple months. I've taken it to the dealer, or I've taken it to a mechanic, and they said it was part of the transmission. I took it to the dealer, and they looked at the transmission, didn't set off any codes, and they didn't think it was the transmission. They said, take it back to the mechanic, <laughs> my usual mechanic. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, squealing. I mean, when I think of squealing, I think of brakes. I think of fan belts. I think of, yeah, something's going round and round. So are we... Transmission doesn't come to mind. No, transmission doesn't come to mind. So we're not on the – this is just driving down the road, right? We're not on the brakes? Right, not on the brakes. I've had the brakes replaced, so those are done. I had a new alternator, the new serpentine belt replaced, and that didn't change the problem. Um, and it's kind of a – you know, a, a, yeah, I guess a squeal is kind of the best term for it. Um, I guess that's about all I could – the best way I can explain it. And then you think I it, think the usual thing is the RPMs jump up for, they'll you know, go from 1,000, maybe 2,000, 3,000 RPMs for a couple seconds and then drop back down. Um, it jumps up. It really doesn't make. It jumps up that high? Yeah, it jumps up quite a bit. Wow. I, that, oh. that should be a CVT transmission, so we can almost rule out slipping. <sighs> yeah. So, and you think it's coming maybe more for the front, probably, up front? It comes from the front. Okay. Uh, first, okay. I would. I swear it would have been the alternator belt, um, but again, I have that replaced and retentioned, and that seems to be fine. And, and how often does it happen? Um, it seems when I drive it more often, it'll happen more frequently. Maybe every uh, ten, twenty minutes. If I'm if I'm on the interstate driving somewhere, if I'm driving around town, it'll do it once or twice mm-hmm. uh, in an hour. 
You know, the one thing um, that I guess comes to mind a little bit, if, if the RPM is kicking up a little bit, that seems awful high to kick up, but it's almost like it's the air conditioning is cycling on. And when it cycles on, it, it makes the RPM jump. But usually that's jump maybe a... Generally, you only really notice that at idle. Yeah, you really only... Off idle doesn't really matter. No. The engine can handle yeah. the load. But everything that's, yeah, everything that's spinning up there can potentially make a squealing noise. So, uh, yeah. you know, alternator, water pump, um, power steering, idler, I mean, everything that's up there. But the fact that it's jumping up an RPM. On the highway when you're on the gas, I mean, it's. And I haven't been able to reproduce it at brass. I was trying to get a recording of it so I could take it to the dealer, but it won't do it when I'm when it's just in there idling or if I, uh, you know, accelerate at, in a park. It won't. I haven't been able to get to do it. It's just when I'm out actually driving around. Hmm. So odds are it's something that's only happening in passing gear or something very specific like that. They didn't see any codes or any evidence of anything in there that would have set a code, I, I, I'm guessing, at the dealership. Right. Yeah, I didn't have a check engine light or anything, and the dealer said when they did a look at the because tra- they sent me there to look at the transmission, um, and they said, yeah, nothing, everything checked out with the transmission. They didn't think it was anything to do with the transmission, which. Mm, I don't know. You know, I tell you what, that's kind of a puzzling one, and I'm, I'm probably going to have to tell you that it's probably going to have to, it, it's not probably, it's going to have to get just a little bit worse in order to be able to, to isolate it down to where it's at. Yeah. And, and just okay. keep. Just keep an eye on it. Document down everything you can, RPM, speed, conditions, this, that, and the other, whatever it is, because it's those little things that help the the technician and mechanic isolate that down to where it's at. So I don't have an answer for you right yet, but the answer will present itself here. Eventually. Yeah, I think eventually get worse enough that I can figure out. Yeah, yeah, I don't have anything that's obvious and normal. So, yeah, keep in touch. All right, we're done with the Mr. Mechanic Show. Another hour. We'll, I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll be next next week. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 